Section 42 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Sunday 9. I preached, and it was an open season. We met the society after preaching and said many things to them. Monday 10. Dined at the Widow Bunting's, Crossweeks. At Allentown I preached nearly two hours, and had gracious access to God and to truth. We lodged with John Hughes. I am filled with God. Tuesday 11. We came to Brunswick thirty miles, and a desperate road. I was weary and faint, yet I went to the meeting-house in the evening, delivered my testimony, and retired sick to bed to take medicine. Wednesday 12. We came fifteen miles to Platts, Rahway, without breaking bread. I preached in our unfinished house in Bridgetown at noon, and at Elizabeth at night. There are distressing accounts from the sea-coasts, and from the northwest. God's people must flee to the stronghold of divine protection. Thursday 13. Dined at Newark. Preached at Belleville. Friday preached at Paramos. The rain was abundant. The people nevertheless attended. Lodged at Wilson's. Saturday preached at Sherwood's. We had an open season. New York. We toiled over the rocky road to Haverstraw, sixteen miles, and I delivered my testimony in great feebleness of body. We lodged with Peter Noel. Our host built his house for a tavern, but it was turned into a church. At Phillipstown we have an elegant new chapel. I preached in it on Monday, and felt liberty in the word. Tuesday, 18. Came to Richard Jackson's, 25 miles. I was required to preach at a minute's warning, as I found an assembly ready. It would seem as if the preachers think they are committing sin if they do not appoint preaching for me every day, and often twice a day. Lord, support us in our labor, and we will not murmur. Wednesday 19. A cold, uncomfortable ride brought us to Amenia. We dined with Brother Ryder, an ancient disciple and local preacher. Thursday 20. We opened the New York Conference in great peace and good order. Friday, Day of Abstinence. I ordained twelve deacons after sermon. My text was 2 Timothy 4, 5. Saturday 22. King Gordius had well nigh been amongst us, but the knots were untied peaceably, and not cut in rashness. Sunday 23. Bishop M. Kendry preached. It appeared to me as if a ray of divine glory rested on him. His subject was, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. My subject was Ephesians 4, 1-3. The appearance, manner, and preaching of Brother M. Kendry produced a very powerful effect on Joshua Marsden, a British missionary, who has been present at our conference. Wednesday, 26. I preached the funeral sermon of Robert Hibbard. He was drowned in the St. Lawrence, on his way to his former circuit. Our conference concluded in peace, and the bishops, upon reading the stations, gave a valedictory address in which our brethren were assured that the plan of their future labors was deliberately formed, 
with the aid of the collected and recollected wisdom of judicious counsel, and in much prayer. We heard no complaint, and there was no appeal. Connecticut, Friday 28. We traveled this day ten hours. I preached in the evening in a schoolhouse, but had not much freedom. Saturday we made a tedious day's ride to the widow Pease's. In our way we called in to see a sick brother, and prayed with him. Sunday 30. I preached in Pittsfield. Monday preached at M. Farland's. Sickness, death, and judicial blindness are the miseries of this part of the world. We called upon John Leland, late from the margin of the grave. We found him pleasant and kind. Hereabouts we scattered some pamphlets on discipline, and the supper of the Lord. But baptism is all in all still with them. We avoided controversy. Tuesday, June 1. We have a fine prospect of the Hoosac River and the Green Mountain, bleak as January. After dinner at Tinney's, Kind Souls, we descended the precipice, crossing by a slight bridge. We lodged with Deacon Alice. The good Presbyterian officiated for his family, but in the morning we settled the matter, and I prayed. New Hampshire, Wednesday 2. We reached Winchester in New Hampshire, stopping to dine with the nice Websters in Greenfield. My knee is swelled again. Like priest, like people, in these parts, both judicially blind. We lodged two nights in Winchester with Caleb Alexander, whose father I followed to the grave. The dust I visited, afterward the widow, and came away. This town is not reformed by Methodist conference or Methodist preaching. We shall direct our course straight forward to New London, to meet our conference there. Studiously employed, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, at Brother Marbles. Sunday 6. I preached in the morning and afternoon with little freedom. May we not expect increasing days of distress? Methodism in the East is as likely to be anything else as that which it ought to be, unless we have great displays of the power of God, and a strict discipline. We have a gracious reign in mercy, if not in answer to prayer. Knowing the uncertainty of the tenure of life, I have made my will, appointing Bishop M. Kendry, Daniel Hitt, and Henry Boehm my executors. If I do not in the meantime spend it, I shall leave, when I die, an estate of two thousand dollars, I believe. I give it all to the book concern. This money, and somewhat more, I have inherited from dear departed Methodist friends in the state of Maryland, who died childless, besides some legacies which I have never taken. Let it all return, and continue to aid the cause of piety. Monday 7. I preached in Winchester Village, a plain discourse. Tuesday came on to Orange and preached at Asa Lord's. We've had pleasing rains, and nature begins to put on her charms. My mind enjoys a constant serenity, whether laboring or at rest, in ease or in pain. To me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Wednesday 9. We came in haste to Ashburnham and attended a prayer meeting at the Widow Barrels. I lectured upon Luke 18, 1. 
we came to Howard about midday. Here are good houses of wood. The country around barren, but partly improved by the cultivation of grass. Thursday was cold. Surely we shall rise in New England in the next generation. I believe, for one, that there has been more true gospel preaching in the other states than in the five New England states, after all their boasting. God is my all. I preached in Howard at six o'clock in the evening, plainly and pointedly. Ah, there is death in the pot. Friday, 11. At Waltham, we stopped, lectured, and prayed, and came away to Needham, faint yet pursuing. I endure heat and abstinence, in patience and in hope. Saturday, 12. We had a pleasant rain. Came away to breakfast eight miles in a tavern, praying at the table. Sixteen miles through dust and heat made us willing to stop for dinner at Easton. And continuing on to Taunton, we sought rest with Father Pratson, a lot in Sodom. Sunday 13. We rose at four o'clock to gain twelve miles for Somerset Quarter Meeting. I lectured on the Lord's Prayer. Dined with Captain Reed and gave an exhortation in the afternoon. I am told there is a revival of the work of God here, and at Warren, and at Bristol. I have difficulties to encounter, but I must be silent. My mind is in God. In New England we sing, we build houses, we eat, and stand at prayer. Here preachers locate, and people support them, and have traveling preachers also. Were I to labor forty-two years more, I suppose I should not succeed in getting things right. Preachers have been sent away from Newport by an apostate. So we go. Oh, rare steeplehouses, bells, organs by and by. These things are against me, and contrary to the simplicity of Christ. We lodge with our brother Brayton. Rhode Island, Monday 14. We visited the Reeds, Senior and Junior, and Dr. Winsler and family. I preached in Warren in the evening, and lodged with kind Smith Bowen. I preached at Bristol at six o'clock. We did not trouble the people with ourselves or horses. My congregation was large. A pious sister had gone in triumph. We committed her earth to parent earth. Wednesday 16. Storm bound. Writing, planning, and reading. Thursday we came in haste along to Providence. An African gave me his hand in the street, having seen me in New York. George Pickering turned me aside, and presented me to the governor, Jones, who gave me his hand. We were entertained splendidly. Here are grand buildings, but no chapel for the Methodists. We rode on to Lippelt's factories. What a population here is! Friday, fast and physic. Reached Kaiser's in Canterbury. Nature is now in all her grandeur and loveliness. When alone, I am all prayer and praise. Saturday to Colchester, dining with Williams on the route. Sunday 20. Brother M. Kendry preached at eleven o'clock, and I in the afternoon. Was it ever known before that the stations could be ready in four days? Two cases in committee delayed us nearly a day. Thursday 24. 
we rose in peace. Here was an account of the expenditure of six hundred dollars in a charity, and the bishops knew nothing about it. Mark, let us have no more fellowship in giving or receiving money. We rose in peace, with satisfaction, generally, as it respected the stations. And this has been the case throughout the eastern states. Friday 25. Moved forward to East Hartford, and lodged once more under the roof of Esquire Pitkins. Saturday 26. Came the Hartford Bridge Road to Jonathan Coe's Winstead. Hail home. Rest my heart. We have made a stand in the New England Conference against steeples and pews, and shall possibly give up the houses unless the pews are taken out, and the houses made sure to us exclusively. The conference now pursue a course which will surely lead to something decisive. We will be flattered no longer. Sunday 27. Bishop M. Kendry preached in the morning. I spoke in the evening. I did not go out at night, but stayed at home to nurse myself and to meditate. Connecticut, Monday 28. A heavy ride brought us to Benedict's in Canaan, and thence onward to Brother King's in Egremont. Tuesday to Father Merwin's to lodge. Wednesday 30. A long ride brought us to Daniel Ostrander's in the Holloway. It is surprising to see the improvement of the city of Hudson in twenty years. We have spent about ten dollars a month as road expenses. But where is our clothing and our horses to come from? What have we left for charity? It must be gotten from two hundred dollars allowed us by the conference. But may we not beg? For ourselves, no. Thursday, July 1. I preached in a schoolhouse. The weather was sultry, and I was weak and in pain. New York, Friday 2. Came to Rensselaerville and called a solemn meeting. Saturday I was greatly afflicted and stayed at home. Sunday 4. I rose unwell, but the appointment had been made for me. I spoke an hour and officiated in love feast and at the sacrament. The meeting held about three hours. My dinner and supper today has been tartar emetic. I never knew the state of the Methodist chapel in New Durham until now. It was bought of the Presbyterians, carried five miles, and rebuilt or replaced within hearing of the Independence Church. There is, surely, little of the mind of Christ in all this, and I will preach no more in it, if I can avoid it. Should the Methodists have imitated the Low Dutch, who treated them exactly thus in Albany? Monday 5. At Sharon, Calkins. The aged father is dead. Tuesday, a ride through the heavy rain brought us to Springfield. Wednesday 7. Came on to Litchfield and thence to Richards's, a pleasant home. Thursday 8. To Westmoreland. In the last 270 miles, I have suffered much from hunger, heat, and sickness. If we were disposed to stop at taverns, which we are not, our funds would not allow it always when we need refreshment and food. We have not brethren at every place, and the East is not hospitable. Maryland or the South. Friday 9. 
we opened our conference in peace in our house, sixty by fifty feet. Built by the Independents, and bought by the Methodists. We progressed two days in much union and sweetness, having one day the presence and company of our Canadian brethren. Sabbath 11. Daniel Hitt preached at nine o'clock. I preached and ordained nine deacons. Bishop M. Kendry ordained six elders, and preached also. We had sermons inside and outside of the house, and in the woods. We might have three thousand souls to hear. Shall our labor all be lost? By sitting in an open, cold house, I have taken the influenza. Tuesday 13. Our conference adjourned in great peace, and all satisfied with their stations. Wednesday 14. Tried medicine. I preached on a short notice at our little chapel at Paris Green. We lodged at Richards's. Thursday 15. We had four hours' rain to fall upon us in our eight hours' ride to Brookfield. Brother Pierce was sent in the name of the bishops to communicate to W.B. Lacey what conference had done in his case, and to demand his parchment. The culprit refused to deliver up his credentials in a very peremptory manner. After degrading himself, and despising our authority, it is said he means to be re-baptized. Friday 16. We called at our brother Clark's house. Our friend and his wife lay in the same grave. We talked and prayed with the grandmother and daughters, one of whom is in society. We have traveled some rugged roads since we left conference, and we have had two hair-breadth escapes for life, both horse and rider, each one. O Lord, Thou preservest man and beast. Came to Corkins. Behold, Elder Strait is crooked enough, gone off with things not his own. Saturday 17. A thirty miles ride brought us to Jericho Bridge, where the family of Banks generously entertained us. Sabbath 18. Bishop M. Kendry stopped to preach. I rode on thirty miles to Brushes. We stopped with a poor family on our route, fed and prayed with them, and were blessed indeed. Next day began our trials. It had rained in the night. We set out and encountered the logs, stumps, rocks, and torrents, which came down upon us from the hills above. We put into a house at the Great Bend, and stopped to dine. Here I lectured, sung, and prayed with the poor infidels in the house. Some stared, some smiled, and some wept. The lady asked me to call again as I passed. Yes, madam, on condition you will do two things. Read your Bible, and betake yourself to prayer. Tuesday 20. On our way we stopped to visit and pray with the widowed family of our brother Smith, who was called away. As we came into Shawnee, the drunkards welcomed us with a dreadful roar. I fail here. My foot is much swelled and very painful. Thursday 22. The horse in the sulky has his shoulder swelled. Brother M. Kendry's beast dragged me over a rough path to Bowman's. My face and teeth are in great pain and disorder. Friday 23. Great suffering from pain in my face. 
Saturday I preached and retired in a high fever to take medicine and to blister my face. And this is Briar Creek Camp Meeting. I am alive, however, and some of the good folks of Philadelphia and Jersey have said they should never see Francis again. In the midst of all our suffering and disappointment, God is with us. Sabbath 25. I must preach again. My subject was Acts 20, 21. The testimony of the ministry, in holiness of life, unwearied labor, in suffering and in martyrdom. It was the fidelity of this testifying which led the first martyrs to the stake, and the unfaithfulness of this testifying will lead ministers to hell. Repentance, of sinners, of believers, of backsliders, the difference in their nature. Faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ, of seekers of salvation, of believers in sanctification, in backsliders. I suffer greatly at night. Monday 26. We came through the heat 22 miles to Danville. The wife of Daniel Montgomery is my old friend, Molly Wallace. Yes, I saw her. But ah, how changed in 42 years. Time has been 80 years at work upon her wrinkled face. We crossed the river to Jacob Gearhart's. My company went to bed, and I sat up, helping to hull peas. And am I to preach at six o'clock? Be it so. But behold, the saddle horse broke away whilst John French was washing him, and off he went as if Satan drove him. Wednesday 28. Our runaway was brought home yesterday at noon. We started at six o'clock, bending our course down the Reading Turnpike. We halted at an inn, prayed and kept forward to shoemakers. Here we prayed and exhorted in the evening. Thursday 29. We bear our trials patiently. John French's sick horse is foundered. Crossed the school kill at Suey's. We asked for food and were told the tavern was near. Our money was scarce. We had borrowed five dollars, which will be barely enough, perhaps, to bring us through this inhospitable district. We bent our way along the mountain, stopping at Francis Zeller's, where we were partially welcome. He had a son, a Lutheran priest, who refused to read or pray in the family. Alas, so stupid and so wicked. I would rather be a slave in South Carolina with the gospel and a good master. Friday 30. Our saddle horse was stiff enough. We breakfasted richly in Schaeferstown for sixty cents, man and beast. We pressed forward to Abraham B.'s, Warwick Township. We have great toils and great peace. Saturday 31. We halt and limp forward through Lilith's to Lancaster. Happily we met H. Boehm, who had appointed a meeting at Boehm's Chapel. Sabbath, August 1. I preached in the forenoon and afternoon. Rest, man and beast. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, busily employed in writing letters, reading, and in prayer. I addressed a valedictory statement of my opinion to Bishop M. Kendry on the primitive church government and ordination. I shall leave it with my papers. Thursday we paid a visit to Jacob Bowen. 
Friday, fast day, we went a rough road to the camp meeting, forty-five miles distant. Feeble though I was, the stand was ready for me. I delivered my testimony in great weakness of body. On Saturday we had a Sabbath congregation. I preached at three o'clock. Sabbath 8. I did not preach a sermon, yet I had often occasion to speak. There was singing and prayer through the whole night. Possibly we slept three hours. There were, I suppose, three thousand people on the campground, most of them tolerably attentive. Amongst these were some drunkards, but so deeply laden that they could not have done much mischief, had they been so disposed. We have gone forty miles out of our way to be here, and to do good. God will bless this coming together of his humble worshippers. Richard Bassett and wife, and Sister Bruff, came forty miles to see me. Tuesday, the flies plague us. The bridge at Columbia is begun on both sides of the river. We reached Little York. Wednesday 11. A tiresome ride brought us to our home at the Widow Willis's. From the door I saw the tomb of dear Henry Willis. Rest, man of God. Thy quiet dust is not called to the labor of riding five thousand miles in eight months, to meet ten conferences in a line of sessions from the District of Maine to the banks of the Cayuga, to the states of Ohio, of Tennessee, of Mississippi, to Cape Fear, James River, Baltimore, Philadelphia, and to the completion of the round. Thou wilt not plan and labor the arrangement of the stations of seven hundred preachers. Thou wilt not attend camp meetings, and take a daily part in the general ministration of the word, and often consume the hours which ought to be devoted to sleep in writing letters upon letters. Lord, be with us, and help us to fulfill the task thou hast given us to perform. Thursday. The Pipe Creek Camp Meeting begins today. Sabbath 15. I lectured on the Lord's Prayer at the camp stand. We might have three thousand hearers. I have sufficient exercise by riding six miles backward and forward to the ground, and speaking a little. We are told there are between forty and fifty converts, and many professors powerfully quickened. The poor Africans, abandoned by all sects to us, were greatly engaged. End of section 42, recording by Brian Keenan.